0: that has been printed. No.
1: Yeah.
0: First printed reference to Christmas trees.
1: Yeah, the first time of print that you see anything about a Christmas tree. Appeared
0: in 1531. Did we even have print in 1531?
1: Apparently so. When
0: was... When, when
1: was the first Christmas? I mean, the, the, you know, when was first celebrated?
0: Um... Who's more searching on that one? All right, let's see. What about those Christmas Yeah, I know that one. Um, Everybody knows that one. Let's see. The first British monarch to broadcast a Christmas message to his people was King George V. And who was King George V? He
1: came after King George IV.
0: And
2: he was before King George
1: VI? Yep.
0: There wasn't a King George VI.
2: What? Yeah, uh-huh. uh He was the one that. Ab- he was the one that, uh. Who abdicated? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was, um. What's his faith? And, and, uh. Wallace Simpson. Wallace Simpson. Yeah. And it was Edward. Uh huh. Right? So it would have been King Edward, and then George was the one who took his place. His brother George right. took his place and became King, Edward, King George. Or, or, or
2: King George VI was the one that passed away, and Edward took over his spot, then realized, I need to marry the woman I love.
0: That, that was, um, that was
2: Edward. Right, but I'm thinking the guy he, that he replaced might have been King George VI. No, no I no. don't think so,
0: because okay. we're talking about first to broadcast a Christmas message. I believe King George the Fifth is Queen or was Queen Elizabeth's father. Hold on, let's see here. you' choo choo. British
1: politics, that's right as sports, you know.
0: I don't think there was a sixth. Are we taking any bets on this? I think there is. Well all right. Well. Uh, you invite you,
2: if I'm wrong you are still invited to for dinner tomorrow.
0: <laughs> King George the sixth speech Albert Frederick Arthur George, 1895 to February 1952, so that would have been Queen Elizabeth's
2: father. Yeah, so that's who that was. Okay. Sixth. All right.
0: Oh, I lied. You should have bet me. <coughs> I mean, I wouldn't have bet more than ten cents. I know. You would have.
2: I knew there was one. I was just trying to figure. Out... All
0: right. So now this is interesting. Um, when did? When was King George.
2: Well, the avocation, the, the av-
0: yeah. Well, i looked at the, it because they said broadcast. Yeah. So I'm, I want to find out what years King George reigned. Or King George the fifth reigned.
2: Well, I think until up to 1936 or so. Um,
0: King Edward the seventh and George became. All right, he from on. Uh, well, for heaven's sake, he became king in 1910. So I guess that would have been okay because we had radio in the 1920s. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: So, all right, hmm. how about that? <sighs> oh my, he was an austere looking gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so now let's see what else we got here. This is good. I'm not gonna read stuff that I don't know anything about. Which is a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When was the first recorded
1: celebration of Christmas, period?
0: Do you know the answer?
1: No, I don't.
0: Oh, man, this is awful.
1: I figured you were on the page that had all that stuff. All
0: right, now, the question was... When
1: was the first recorded Christmas ever? Celebration of Christmas.
2: Uh, It's when Christ was born. Recorded.
1: No, I want to know when it was
0: broadcast. The oh, broadcast. Earliest
1: celebration of it in the modern world, yeah.
0: Fred. Well, no, if it's not a show I'm looking for, it's as a character. I do have a recording on
2: radio station KHA, Christ, uh, New Year, Christmas Eve 1929, where they sing Christmas songs.
1: I guess what I'm asking is, when's is the first historical reference to?
0: First broadcast. Christmas
1: messages. Somebody's
0: celebrating Christmas. Oh, I'm looking Oh I'm looking. so you, you
2: you want something in history, then when did they actually start having Christmas celebrations?
1: Yeah. I would assume it started in Germany or Yeah. yeah. Okay,
0: here we go. History of Christmas broadcasts. Let's see what pops up here. Would be nice if it was in something other than two point type.
2: Then he uh, then after that he wants to look up uh, historical Christmas celebration, when did it first start us out. when did we Well,
0: no, unfortunately what popped up here was a British site, so the first Christmas broadcast was delivered by George V, mm-hmm. but it says a history of Christmas broadcasts, it does not say Christmas broadcasts in England, however, that's all they talk about. Uh No, we need something a little bit bigger than just British Broadcasting, the Queen's first Christmas. Mm. Um, Queen, King George VI, first British monarch, first presidency, no, that's not right, 2011. That is, let's see, Channel 4, I'll turn, maybe I'll put radio in, let's see what happens with radio. Christmas... First broadcast Christmas radio. Be good. Um, let's hear his message. First broadcast Christmas Eve. Take a shot. Uh, 1924.
2: 1909.
0: 06. Oh. oh 06. See now. Um, you know, I mean, they put titles and stuff in here. Let's see what this says. For their entire careers, the Sparks... The ship wireless operators for the United Fruit Company, along with the United States Navy, had only heard Morse code coming through their headphones. They had been alerted a few days earlier for a special message to come at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Christmas Eve. Suddenly, they heard something that made some of them think they were dreaming, a human voice coming from those headphones. Then they heard singing. There was a violin solo. Then a man made a speech, and some called their captain and ship's officers to come and listen. The genius responsible was Reginald Fessenden, F-E-S-S-E-N-D-E-N. Fessenden, Fessenden. He had successfully transmitted, or he had succeeded in transmitting voice and music over the air. He himself played a violin solo of O Holy Night, accompanied himself as he sang... It's the last verse of uh, All Holy Night. He also read the biblical account. Um, at his conclusion, Thessenden wished all a Merry Christmas and invited the Sparks to write him at Brand Rock, Massachusetts, with reception reports, which is oh. traditional with ham radio operators. Reports were received from ships along the Atlantic northeast coast and from shore stations as far south as Norfolk, Virginia. A repeat broadcast on New Year's Eve was heard as far south as the West Indies. How about oh, It goes really. for a very long time, but that's all I'm going to read. <laughs> oh, interesting. You know, it's Let's see what they got, 1900 date here, or something. Um, his 1906 broadcast was on the sixth anniversary, plus one day, of his first successful transmission of human speech at a distance of one mile from Cobb Island to the Potomac River on December 23rd, 1900. Isn't interesting? It uh. is. So if anybody thinks that this is really interesting, I mean, really, really interesting. I will send you the link. Walden, would you like the link? I would love it. Fred, would you like the link? Sure. What the heck? It's a group email. Yes. This is like a group hug. <laughs> we're having group emails. This is good. Okay, you guys keep talking while I send the link to you. Well, I
1: don't know if you were talking earlier about figuring out how to send chocolate chip cookies via email.
0: Yeah,
2: we're going to do it a download. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah complete with unsquashed chocolate chips.
1: How much does it cost me to get a chocolate chip downloader?
0: (laughs) You don't have to get a downloader, you have to get a sender. I have to get the downloader. Oh, okay. It is for moi. I get the cookies. (laughs) Fred and Walden. This is good. And we've got Christmas broadcast. That was an excellent question, Fred.
1: That sounds pretty
0: good. Sorry that I had to go looking again, but... <laughs>
2: now, another question for was wondering about, one the first historical celebration of Christmas? I'm thinking it gotta be the first or second century, but that'd be my
1: guess. Yeah, I'm guessing Germany, too. You know? Well,
0: Germany, the Christmas tree came from Germany, but it was... Um,
1: yeah,
0: it was uh, a way to encourage... I'll use the word pagans, but that's what was used in history and it's right. a silliness, but pagans. It was a way to encourage pagans to move over to Christianity. Oh, okay. They worshipped trees. Mm-hmm. Oh. Their trees were, were very much part of their being and their their lifestyles and their beliefs.
1: So they kind of it was a symbol for Christianity. What? The tree.
0: Tree.
1: Yeah. To get the pagans to come over to Christianity, that makes sense.
0: We can do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we have to have first Christmas observation. How's that for a word? I should do it. Boy, well, you guys are just so lucky you have me.
1: Uh huh. <laughs>
0: i tell you what. First, Springfield Armory, Origin of Christmas, The Real Story of Christmas, How It Began. Does that sound... That
1: sounds good.
0: That sounds promising. Then we have a wiki, the first specifically Christmas hymns. We don't want that. Christian history. Let's see. The first three centuries. Oh, this one looks more promising. Let's see. So the first three centuries wasn't in December. For the church's first three centuries, Christmas wasn't in December. Well, we knew that. Or on the calendar at all. Here we go. It's very tough for us North Americans to imagine Mary and Joseph trudging to Bethlehem in anything but as Christina Rossetti. You know, I hate lead-ins. You know, it takes them forever to get to the base of the article, and now a million thousand things are coming up. Don't you just
1: hate Right before you're supposed to get the information, you need. Before
0: yeah. you get to the information, right. And I can't even close the window.
1: It started out, with a, it wasn't printed for the first three centuries, right? Oh
0: darn it, it's an ad site and I can't even get rid of the window. <coughs> uh, Here we go. Okay, it's gone. Oh, I lost the Christmas one. <laughs> oh, I hate this I used to say that. I hate that when it happens. All right. First Christmas observation, and we will Mm -hmm. Mm. observance. Are we having fun, everybody? Oh yes. Well, I mean, besides us. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Loads of it. It's Christmas.
2: Yeah, Rome, and it's over five in the morning for you for you two cats. Yes, it is
0: oh gee i'm sorry i'm getting sleepy i have to go to bed
1: i can actually go back to bed i don't have to get out the house
0: oh. <laughs> i have to go back to bed i haven't been there yet and neither has walden well mm-hmm. all right let's see the precise day of jesus birth we know that mm-hmm. okay um it's not what we we don't care that it was december we are exactly nine months christian celebration they're telling us when uh Selected to coincide, we know that. Um, original date, we don't want the original date. We want other stuff, you know? Uh, <laughs> winter solstice, we knew about that. Uh, using the Julian calendar, Now this is all about dates and choosing times, not... Oh, pre-Christian background. Established, that's what we want. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Let's see what we've got here. The earliest known reference to the date of the nativity of December 25th. We don't care if it was December 25th. We want the Magilla. Fans, food, cards, date of celebration. We want date. We want first celebration. Mm-hmm. When did the first Christmas celebration take place? Mm-hmm. That'll work. Yep. Yeah. Everything on the internet is true. Of course. Of course. Let's see what this one says. It says, I do not know. Um, when did they go into the first Christmas? Oh, give me a break. 1943. <laughs> uh, <and> then <laughs> quotes The Old Testament. We do not need the Old Testament. The origin of Christmas. Long evolution. We know that. You know, don't you love it when people spend pages and pages of telling you stuff that...
1: Yes, you don't need
0: to know.
1: Yeah.
0: We know about the winter solstice. Not among the earliest Christian festivals. It was not celebrated, commemorated, or observed, neither by the Apostles or the Apostolic Church, not for at least 300 years of Church history. So it says, history reveals that about 440 A.D., the church at Jerusalem commenced the celebration of Christmas. 440
1: A.D. That's a long time ago.
0: That was a long time ago. Walden, you were the closest. Uh Uh-huh. Fifth century. Wow. Assuming everything on the Internet is correct. Well, it had to be. I mean, this this looks pretty authoritative. If you write, I told you, if you write... Ben Franklin said it, everybody will believe it. That's true. Huh? Ben Franklin. Oh, what did he say? But, okay. Well, you guys have the link to the first broadcast. And now, thanks to Patricia, you know it was 440 A.D. That All right. The estimate is that the first Christmas celebration was recorded. And... Uh, let's see. <laughs> mistletoe. We already have mistletoe. More diamonds are purchased at Christmas time than during any other holiday or occasion during the year. Really? That's what it says. Right. You
2: would think Valentine's Day would give it a run for its money.
0: I think that probably gives it a run for its money. You mm-hmm. want to take a shot? You now, recognize that they are talking about different periods all through the year. Mm-hmm. So, it's like the president's approval rating, mm-hmm. really good, medium good, not good right. at all type stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. How, what is the percentage of the overall annual total that happens during Christmas?
1: For diamonds?
2: Uh-huh. What do you think, Fred?
1: Percentage of the overall annual total? Uh-huh. Is diamonds compared to what?
0: Now, well, diamonds, how much of it belongs to Christmas purchases? Oh, okay.
1: Uh... Oh,
0: boy. Uh,
1: you're
2: talking like December, then. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. 30%. My, my guess would be 40%. How
1: much, Fred? 80.
0: Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Boy, I want to live with you. I get turkey and diamonds up there. <laughs> 31%. That's still a pretty good hunk. That's pretty good, because we're talking birthdays mm-hmm. and...
1: Weddings and... We're
0: talking June brides.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And Valentine's Day.
1: You know, how, many, how do they do that? Because how many, like women, for example, would get engaged at Christmas time, but it's an engagement ring, too. it got a Christmas present.
0: Uh-huh. Engagement, a lot of engagement rings get passed out at Christmas. I think that's pretty chintzy, myself.
1: So wouldn't that be kind of a Christmas thing, then? Uh,
0: yeah, well, it would be counted as it, at Christmas time, it said. Um, how many were purchased at Christmas
2: So, if if a guy, if a
0: guy
1: proposed... Oh, I was, I was, okay, I misunderstood the question. So,
2: if a guy proposed to a gal on Christmas Eve and gave her an engagement ring, Huh? Would that count as a Christmas gift?
0: Assuming he bought it at Christmas time. Yeah. Opposed to putting it in his pocket in June. Uh
1: Uh-huh. See, now that, I was misunderstanding the question. Yeah. I thought the question was...
0: You're joshing us. ...during the Christmas season. Yeah.
1: What percentage of diamonds are bought as Christmas presents? Uh,
0: Right, that's what I think
2: the question was.
0: That was the question. Not not how many are bought for Christmas, but how many are bought during Christmas time.
1: No, see, I'm reading it backwards. I I thought the question was during Christmas time. Mm -hmm. So for all the diamonds sold in the month of December. I see. How many of them are Christmas perks? I
2: see. Okay.
1: That's why I said so high. I didn't know you wanted the whole e- annual yearly. Uh-huh.
0: Boy. Oh boy. Well, then should we let him off the hook? Hey. hey.
1: Oh, What's lower? Hey. Yeah. Christmas. Christmas. <laughs>
0: hey. Oh, all right. Hey. Let's see what the Teutonic people did. So long before it was used as a kiss-encourager during the Christmas season. This is what you were asking last week. Mistletoe had long been considered to have magical powers by Celtic and Teutonic peoples. We were talking about the Druids last week. Mm-hmm. It was said to have the ability to heal wounds and increase fertility. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Hung Mistletoe in their homes in order to bring themselves good luck and ward off evil spirits. Mm-hmm. Now, the custom of kissing under the tree, we didn't, or under the mistletoe, we couldn't find where that particular custom came from, but the custom began with the guys being able to kiss the girl for as long as it took him to pick the berries off the mistletoe that hung overhead, Mm -hmm. which is a pretty good deal, except you only got to pick the berries one time, so you better pick the right girl. Okay. Very good consideration, Patricia. Thank you so much. And then they
1: lost the berries somewhere along the way. They lost the berries.
0: Okay, back to business here. (laughs) Back to business. Do you want a trivia question?
2: Don't we owe you two questions? I'll
1: try one, yeah. I'll try one. We owe
0: him two questions? That's right! So don't, we, don't we owe you
1: two questions, Fred? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I, so. I
0: don't know how come, but, um, I think you're you right. You
1: said yes. last night you'd give me one, too.
0: Yeah. Gave you, I gave you a question mark? Well... No, no you didn't. You didn't because he was on a bad
1: phone line, so
2: I think we owe him uh, Oh, right. So I, I have think to we owe him can, two, yeah.
0: Alright, Who's saying White Christmas? Uh, White Christmas? Yeah. i give it a shot. Alright. Who sang it? Oh, who sang it?
1: Yeah. Uh, Big Crosby.
0: Oh, Very. hi. Okay. Well um, that's your first one. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: On, that one was Yeah, what's such second one? I, I'm looking. I really want to get you. <laughs> I'm going to get you. Um, we asked that one last week. Um, we asked that one today. Um. I'm looking. I'm looking.
1: I can tell you Santa Claus's real name.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh really?
1: (laughs) Knew that.
0: All right. Ah, little drummer boy. We don't want that. Okay. All right. What are the first two lines of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer?
1: Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose.
0: Go any further?
1: And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows.
0: Very good. Man, I should have given you Grandma.
1: Grandma got run over by a reindeer.
0: Going home
1: from our house last night.
0: (laughs) It's terrible. You actually know this stuff.
1: Going going home from our house Christmas Eve. And if you say you don't believe in Santa, as for me and Grandpa, we believe.
0: (laughs) I'm uh, ashamed of you, Fred.
1: I don't know the rest of it though. I don't.
0: All right, I'm starting to get proud of you again. <laughs> Some of it. I, um, Grandma,
1: Grandpa carrying on, trying to make out with another widow lady. Shameless.
0: Remember that part? Pitiful. Just
1: pitiful.
0: <laughs> okay, you've got Lou Costello. I'm supposed to be looking for the Saturday Morning Kids show, and in lieu of that, if I can't find them, just Lou Costello stuff. Yeah. Hello, exclusively, not Lou and Bud
1: Abbott? No, Bud Abbott works.
0: All right, okay, I'll look for Lou exclusively first. What else?
1: Oh, God.
0: Oh, yeah, I can't. I'm sorry, he's not in my file. You got
1: so much already. I got so much already. I got more today or yesterday. Uh,.
0: You don't even know what's in your envelope, do you?
1: Yes, I do. I got a whole bunch of cool stuff today.
0: Well, then, does that cover the whole deal? I got a whole bunch of cool stuff. <laughs> he knows exactly what's in He, he, it.
1: he Oh, it was Christmas. Fred is smart. Uh, this, this a whole this Christmas special. Huh? Um, For, you know, Fred is
2: smart. He just does never get trapped.
1: That's right. <laughs> yeah. I got a whole... It was a little, like, eight missing there. Matter of fact, I didn't get the Topper yet. Oh. I...
0: Oh!
1: I got a box that I, got, I had a box and an envelope from USA, yesterday, USA.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: thought that was my whole auction order. Mm-hmm. And I opened up the box, and that was my unabridged cassette. So I had a bunch of audiobooks that I won. Mm-hmm. And then I opened up the other one, and it was from you. It wasn't, it wasn't the topper DVDs. So I still haven't got them. I'm beginning to wonder if I won them.
0: Oh, um. Oh. Maybe you dropped Kim a note.
1: I forget things. <laughs> but I thought—I thought I for sure I'd won two auctions. How, I, I probably could drop her now.
0: How could you forget Topper? Yeah. I
1: thought for sure I won it for thirty bucks. Um, I won one for thirty, and one for fifteen. I think the one I got today was the fifteen-dollar lot.
0: Uh-huh. Because you did tell me it was thirty-five dollars. I think so I had to send thirty-five dollars.
1: Maybe it was thirty-five.
0: Yeah. Because that's what I'm planning on. I set aside my thirty-five dollars for when you complete. Your assignment.
1: I'm watching it, yes. yes. I got to get it first, so maybe I should drop her a note. They still have the the list up.
0: Yes. Uh
1: huh. I go back through that. I don't know.
0: Not uh, the the, it, the list does not include the names of winners.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Kim has that information. You'll have to drop her an email and the
1: uh, see what they took off of away.
2: home. She's not home right now, so.
1: I can also look at my account and okay. see how much they took out.
0: Yes, that would You're, be. A, figure it
1: out that way. If they only took out the twenty-five, it would
0: be a good thing to do. Okay, so what? Um, what do you want in your envelope? Okay, well, I don't have any toppers. No.
1: So, see, um, oh,
0: yeah, I I do have a couple.
1: How about? Oh, well, why don't we start a run? We'll go to that Mr. District Attorney, too. <laughs> oh
0: boy, this is good. Thank yeah. you, Fred. Oh man, I just love this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. However, and it
2: shall be my duty, Mr. District Attorney.
0: However, one more to choose, Walden. I can't wait. For
1: the future, I know what I'm gonna ask for. If he had a radio show. Yeah? Well, I don't know if he did. Was there ever a Dick Tracy radio show?
0: Yes, there was.
1: Yeah, I'll
0: save that one. Well, that's well, the, that, no, that could be the second, second one because you answered two questions and you were supposed to get two questions tonight. So I will go out and because I've come across it, I haven't uh, downloaded it. Nobody ever asked for it, but okay. Crazy. Yeah, the May 1st,
2: 1945, very unique because that did, they announced Hitler's death on that one.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. How interesting is that? Hmm. Okay, we will do that, and you're. Ordered, sir, to have a Merry Christmas. Yeah, you too. Thank you.
1: Right. you guys, have a great Christmas day.
0: You too. Thank you so Brad. much. We'll be back tomorrow night. Give us a dingy ding.
1: All right, why don't you do that?
0: Oh, thanks. Have a good day tomorrow. You too. bye
1: right.
2: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. My doing so good. I know it. She's been such a busy cat for the last 36 hours.
0: And the last thirty-six days. <laughs> shoo what, what a time, holy cats. We'll get rid of this in January and we'll get a fresh start.
2: A new day for Patricia. Hello there, Merry Christmas.
3: Merry Christmas, Walden, Merry Christmas, Patricia.
0: Jim! Kim uh, Jim, what do you doing up at this hour? Well, I was,
3: we've been doing a lot of house clean. My housemate has been doing house clean. We're having company over if Relo- Her friends and family are coming over tomorrow, and they were using the phone, and we were trying to install the new JAWS CD tonight. My oh. friend was helping me install the new JAWS 12, JAWS 13. Okay. Have you used that yet, Walden?
2: No, I'm still on 12.
3: You're still on 12? Yeah. Did you get a CD from 13 yet? I have not. Okay, I don't, I don't know what the new features are.
2: Uh, hopefully we won't crash the machine.
3: Yeah, let's <coughs> hope not. Yeah. Boy, yeah. that's all we'd need. Uh-huh.
2: Does it make you- Bad enough
3: when the live pre- live 365 streams don't work. I know. Make- I hope they can get that resolved this year some way. I mean, some days it works beautifully. You know, it's like I guess it's like Russian roulette, kind of.
0: You were saying, Patricia? Does it make the two of you uneasy? When you take a successful program that you're using now, obviously you're doing a good job and it's doing a good job for you, and you upgrade, how how nervous do you get until... It
2: used to be sort of a bigger crapshoot than it is now, but now we have the inside track because... The one and only guy gap it's the beta tester for it so
3: yeah that's good I mean he I'm could sure tell he, us ahead
2: of time he don't, knows how
3: probably I'm pretty sure he knows how to spot the defect yeah
2: and he, he would he could tell us boys don't bother to install it or let, let them get the bugs out
3: Does he would, would he know what this config, what this problem is with Yahoo's email now yeah, I mean yeah. The
2: yeah yeah he could do all that
3: It yeah. is discontinued classic yeah he would know all about that but you know, what I hate is they, sometimes these people that do these websites think they're improving it. I know. And it's, and it's as we're, like, for example, I'll give you another example. WAMU, the site where Ed Walker does his show,
0: mm-hmm.
3: it used to be fairly easy to navigate the site. Now there's a lot of, uh, they made some changes in the configuration, and it's, I mean, I, I eventually find it but, it, but it was, but those first few weeks after they changed it, it was frustrating as well you know what Mm -hmm. to try to uh find it because you're 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 used to doing it the way you remember doing it
0: yeah i mean even some of the mickey mouse stuff compared to what the two of you deal with in your programs i downloaded an updated version of firefox right sounds simple enough right Right. it absolutely trashed my computer Mm -hmm. and i when i say trashed it i mean it would lock up it wouldn't search. I couldn't download my email. I went back and tried to download an earlier version, and it wouldn't let me do that. So I wound up with a version that's probably about 10 years old, and it works. I'm not, you know, I keep getting these signs from Hotmail that says you're out of date. You're out of date, and I keep saying I know it. I did it on purpose.
3: Well, you mentioned a few weeks ago. Uh
2: An order to listen to yesterday, An order to listen to
3: yesterday, So, uh, you and Neil Ellis were talking about how you, some real problem with your computer, if I recall.
2: Yeah, it was some, in order to listen to Yesterday USA, it had a conflict, like 365 put a conflict and was something would do with
0: Firefox.
3: Yeah, but Patricia mentioned she almost lost all her files about the 1st of December or something. She mentioned she had some problem.
0: I don't recall that, Jim.
3: I don't remember the exact circumstances. You finally got it straight, but you said you were first worried about it—some some problem, you know—that just, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know. You've heard that old cliche: if it if it if it isn't broken, why fix if it? What is it? If it's fixed, if it's broken, why fix it? Or if it's fixed.
2: Well, in a lot of ways, though, we're we trapped because uh, the c- computer companies stopped supporting the old technology. Yeah. So eventually, you got them.
0: I know, yeah. you know, Microsoft is great for that. Yeah. I had a wonderful Microsoft Office mm-hmm. program that wouldn't go into any computer except the old ones that I had. Right. And it was a great program. It had all the right features. They've junked up with the so-called improvement. They've mm-hmm. junked up Microsoft Office. It's got crap in there. Oh, excuse me. It's got items that are. <laughs> 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 well, everyone has told me.
3: Oh, go ahead and finish, Patricia. I didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you.
0: I'm finished. I, I could just keep complaining about this for well, the, the night. and that's that's why I should sure have
2: skipped Vista completely.
3: That's what I was gonna say. Well, all my friends told me avoid Vista yeah. like the plague. Yeah. Because it, uh, one of my friends said it is not speech friendly at all.
2: My my computer's six, gonna be six years old in February. Still chucking along, but I you and I having computer issues, I guess we're trying to avoid Victor completely. Yeah. You know.
3: And you know what I've heard is, and this is another story I heard, I have, of course we have, in, we have a Microsoft Word and we have a Windows. Mm-hmm. I've heard that the Apple computers are relatively free of viruses That's, for some reason.
0: That is correct. It's because the operating system does not compare to a PC's operating system. And we only own I'm gonna guess probably between four and five percent of the computer market and when people write viruses it just isn't worth their time to try to destroy five percent of the computers out here they go for the 95
3: well, we're having you know you just never know where these thieves are they can be in the virus field they can be in the banking field I had a kind of a bad week this week I discovered uh Monday, Wednesday, I was checking my bank balance, and I discovered, we discovered that somebody had made an unauthorized purchase from, from Sears Online. Uh-oh. And so we've been investigating. This is what's really weird. You call the bank, and they say, well, we'll you know, we fill out the form. We're going we're gonna to have to send written forms. We had to cancel the card, of mm-hmm. course.
0: Yeah.
3: It, was a, it was a modest amount, but still the bank suggested destroying the card just to avoid any future problems which is always an aggravation because you have to wait and get the new card and all of that. And then the other thing is um, you call Sears to try to put a trace on it, and the first thing they say to you, what was the order number? <laughs> how the hell, well, I mean, how would I know the order? I never ordered anything from it.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm reporting my wallet stolen. Well, could you give us the identification that's in there? Oh dear me.
3: And then they finally looked through their records and discovered there was no nothing purchased in my name. Mm-hmm. They didn't see any purchase with my card number, but yet the purchase went through on the on the uh, bank stat not bank statement, but the automated bank thing. So I wonder if someone just could have written a number. A different account yeah. got one number off or something. Uh,
0: well, I know my sister had a problem with Walmart. And she went in and used, you know, or tried to use her card and it was frozen for a non-payment of a bill. And of course, that was not the case for her. But someone in trans, transcribing an account number mistyped the last. It was supposed to be a zero and they typed nine or you know something comparable to that, and it wound up her account. And um, so I, I'm thinking if somebody tried to fill it out by hand and the number was misidentified, I don't know. I, it, it just is so frustrating.
2: And also, folks, just a heads up, fraud can happen in other places besides how it happened to me. Um, three years ago, I was producing the Spurback Convention, and I never used this one credit card until I helped book all the guests at the hotel. Well, somebody over at the hotel took my number and would start billing other s- trips and services to it.
3: Oh, hello.
2: Boy. Yeah. So you just never know.
3: Uh, and, of course, you almost have to use <clears throat> some kind of card because no one likes to carry, like, hundreds of dollars in cash with them.
2: No, and mm-hmm. it's a good thing to have the card because I was able to reverse them all off. You know, if you're consumer people, they always forget the card. But Patricia and I were talking earlier this week. Well, to the point where the economy, you have to have a card. There's just no other way.
0: You just can't. Or or a card number where you can pay for things online. Um, I don't write out checks. My bills would be late every month. I go online and I pay them online. Mm
3: -hmm. Well, the other thing is a lot of businesses now, you know, restaurants, places like that, don't take checks at all. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I I always hear them say, here's the check. And then I realize that doesn't mean a literal check. It means just the amount. They use the term check.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things I learned from American Express, I was doing some writing uh, for them at one time, and one of the things I learned was the series of possibilities in credit card number theft. And one of them is called palming. They have uh, an electronic device close enough to their palm the palm of their hand that it will record the numbers if they put the card face down
3: in their hands well you know we had a big situation here i don't know if you heard about this you may not have made news back there walden may have heard about a major supermarket chain a fairly well-known supermarket chain someone got the card numbers from uh you know, I, I, I don't know if it was the, the debit card identities or what, but a lot of money was taken from people's accounts. Somehow, something went wrong at this major chain.
2: hmm I know something happened last year. Um, my dad, you know, if you go to a certain gasoline station, uh, you can do it by cards, you know, put your credit card in. Yeah,
0: virtually all of them are like that now.
2: Okay. Maybe two years ago, uh, my dad... Or, or you, and they stopped. The card became no good. And my dad called and said, oh, we're doing that for all the cards because they found a couple of guys created a device that would go to the gasoline and retrieve all everybody's credit mm-hmm. card numbers.
0: Very similar. Yeah. The credit cards that have the, the little icon in the upper, it's usually in the upper right corner, it looks like a little sound icon. Mm-hmm. You can... You can walk past, these are walk past scanners. You just sweep it by and keep on going. And you can do this even at toll booths and use your credit cards this way. Well, excuse me, if you steal my credit card, you've got access to it 100% of the time. You've Mm -hmm. got access to my account. And uh, only one credit card company has sent it to me. It was Chase, and I just put it in the file cabinet. I never even activated it. The only way you can protect them is in an, an, I say protect them,
3: when you go to the store, I mean, for example, when you go to the grocery store, you go to the drug store, you go to any place, and you and you give them your card number, you show them your card. Is there always? I guess there's always a chance that one of the clerks, man, that you're working with, might be monitoring you and taking your number.
0: Sure. Well, then what I was going to say is that there is equipment on the market that, within a particular number of feet, is probably within five or six feet. Walking past your pocket with your card in your wallet as long as it has one of these little uh, electronic buttons up there that allows you to swipe past everything they can pick up your number from five feet away just from your wallet and the only way you can protect it is in a, an aluminum envelope of some type um so I, I just will not even do it if i get a card that has one of those little doodads on it it goes in the filing cabinet i don't even use it anymore
3: mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, you, you, you don't want to become, I, I realize in this day you almost have to. I was going to say, you don't want to become so paranoid, you suspect everybody, but yeah, it's it's uh, the idea that someone can, I've always even been afraid to order anything online, not that I don't trust the company I'm ordering from, but who, who might be monitoring you at the same time.
0: Yeah, I use PayPal, and uh, uh, PayPal gives me not only obviously an automatic record, I can go up there and print out the record of my purchases, but it keeps track of where those purchases went and will keep emails and website addresses up there for me mm-hmm. to each purchase, and they will also do stop payments, and they will... Work to get your money back if you've got a fraudulent problem or a product that did not measure up to what you expected or were told. They don't go to back for you. Well,
3: I'm still. I think my bank will reimburse me, but it's just the whole principle of having to, just, you know, destroy the card and get a new card, and you know, and the whole idea, and then just the whole idea that someone somewhere purchased something. And we don't know what, who it is or what was purchased or... Um,
0: or how it happened.
3: Yeah. It was at 1025 at night. It gave the time as 1025 at night, an online purchase. Mm. So... Hmm. I, I still find that thing at Sears so weird, though. Well, could you please tell me the order number? <laughs> That's still <laughs> the weirdest thing.
0: Yes. Welcome to Sears. <laughs>
3: uh, my dad got peeved at Sears back in 1961, if you can believe it, 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. My parents were buying something at Sears in Shreveport, Louisiana, and they wanted. They insisted. They tried to just. They were almost insisting he buy a Sears credit card. And he said no thanks, and they just kept pushing. You know, finally he just walked out of the store in disgust. But it was just. There was just a way they were trying to handle him, make him buy. You know, it was like they wouldn't leave him alone about not buying about buying the card. And in those days, a lot of people didn't buy credit cards that much, except for essential things like. Uh, you know, like, I guess you use them for things like buying gas or something. But most people did checks or cash in those days.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, and not every place when they first started coming out and credit cards started becoming popular, there weren't all that many places that accepted them.
3: And now, you know, I guess there are aren't there stores now that don't accept cash. I've heard that somewhere. I don't know if that's true.
0: I haven't come across them, but I have heard that. I have heard the same thing. I've, ha- I've not... Come across any store? Have you come across any establishment, Walden,
2: not, that? Not, not yet, but I see that coming.
0: I, know, I mean, like my the apartment community, for example, refuses cash. They will not take cash.
3: Um, well, I, I know that they. Um, there's a thing like uh, they want. Uh, I, you know, and, and I guess the thing is that on the, I know on the airlines, if you order a, say, on Alaska, if you fly back and you want one of those. Snacks that you buy. This lady on the speaker says they will not take cash. You have to do a credit card for ordering, a, uh, you know, more than the coffee if you want one of the snacks or sandwiches or whatever they serve.
0: Do you know why they did that?
3: Because of getting robbed.
0: Nope. It's because people who use credit cards will buy more, drink more, and eat more because they are not looking at dollars passing from their pockets to someone
3: else's. Oh, in other words, they want—they—they they, don't—they know that if you have cash, they figure you'll be careful what you spend. That's
0: exactly right.
3: Hmm.
0: We were talking about that earlier tonight with the Salvation Army. They did some test sites and allowed people to donate. Some of them had people in a kettle plus the ability to use your credit card and they discovered exactly what they thought would happen, that the people who donated by credit card gave more than the people who dug into their pockets.
3: You well, you do know, by the way, I, I was going to tell you, you heard about the sad story in Fresno a few weeks ago, about a week or so, ten days ago. Somebody, I guess, broke into the Toys for Tots thing and stole some of the toys.
0: Oh, there's there's some uh, in several communities every single year, and it just makes you want to tear somebody's hair out.
3: Fortunately, KMJ listeners uh, found, heard about it on the news, and they donated toys, and the kids were able to get their toys on Saturday morning. You know, it happened on, third, I think, the Theft happened. Happened on either Wednesday or Thursday of last week. That stinks. And by Saturday, there was enough toys there that the... Uh Uh-huh.
0: You know, the community always
3: comes through. It's so, you know, I just can't imagine. I mean, I know people are mean in this world, and there's there's a meanness that, that exists, but I just can't imagine thieves wanting to destroy something like that. Something so special, yeah. By the way, my friend Walden, this is the week, I think this is the week Dennis Hart retires from KMJ, by the way.
2: Oh, our buddy at Mondo. Well, yes. Happy retirement, Dennis.
3: He kind of enjoys it. I, I, I think it's this, I, think, I believe it was their Friday or yesterday or this week anyway, he is retiring from KMJ. She. And, you know, he says he joked and said I want to do it while I'm still healthy and all those things, you know. <laughs> and also considering the way things are in the broadcasting industry, you know, now when you know with so many changes and turnovers and things like that. But he he's going to be doing volunteer things in the community and he may do special events and he, he's going to look forward to doing a lot of reading and broadcasting magazines and things. And he's he seems very happy and I'm very happy for him. That's a good thing. Yeah, it is. And the other thing is, I learned something interesting today on, Neil did the top 150 Christmas songs of all time Uh based on chart positions and sales and air, I guess, airplay and singles. Needless to say, no one needs to argue about what was number one.
2: By Christmas. Uh, It was Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer?
3: no, that wasn't that. That would have shocked me if that had happened. <laughs> it was Friday Christmas, of course. Yeah. Was it White Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. By Bing. And he played the original 1942 version.
0: Hmm.
3: Most, most of the things you hear on the radio is the 47 re recording.
0: Okay.
3: hmm. He also played the Nat King Cole original 1946 Christmas song, yeah, which is a little I... different than the one you normally hear. Right.
2: I played that one, the 46 one, about an hour ago. Mm-hmm. It, it's a definite. Uh, it's it's not in his little combo. You can hear the being rather Nelson Riddle arra- arrangement behind him.
3: Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What were some of the other surprises? I did not know this. Mer- it was Meredith Wilson who wrote. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Oh. oh. I did not know that.
0: I did not know that either. Of
2: course there is the awful now, stuff I don't know. Now, earlier, thanks to you Jim, I played All I Want For Christmas is a Hippopotamus.
3: Oh, a hippopo- I want a Hippopotamus for Christmas.
2: Now, now Hollywood, asking, you remember a girl saying that? What Hi- do well, you call it?
3: Gayla Peavy. Say again. Gayla Peavy, I don't know how the spelling is. Okay. G- Gayla Peavy. And the flip side is called, it, Are My Ears On Straight? It's on that same tape. hmm Okay. Also, you might want to play... You played Rudolph earlier. Yeah. You might want to play the flip side. It's right after it.
2: Right. We played that a few weeks ago at the... Uh,
3: Does There's No on Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, the song that Jean thought would be the big
2: hit. Yeah, Patricia
0: with comedy, Canna on a Bus? Huh? Patricia said... Santa. You've got to be kidding me, they thought Santa on a bus was going to make it?
3: <laughs> oh, one of your callers said, oh, yeah. No,
2: Patricia did.
3: Oh yeah, you heard the song then?
0: Yes, we oh, played it a few weeks ago. We played it. Yeah. I had never heard it before and I thought, you've got to be kidding me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, Jean did, did it, Jean did it. One I'm sure Bill would like though is that one, Merry Christmas You All, the one about Texas. Mm-hmm. Oh gee. Oh, this is painful guys.
0: You know, I asked Folden earlier, whatever happened to Silent Night? Meaning? Meaning we've got grandma, and we've got the chipmunks, mm-hmm. and we've got people who think that Oh Holy Night is something that needs drums and jazz,
3: mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And you got hit, you got, and of course you got, uh, well, you know, to me, the worst I ever heard for, for downgrading a religious or a sacred song, was in 1987 or 88. Pepto-Bismol took the song, God Rest You Merry Gentlemen, and took the oh. melody about how, how acid indigestion can ruin your Christmas day. I kid you not. do they Something like, oh, acid indigestion can ruin your Christmas day. And it talked about uh, mm-hmm. Pepto-Bismol giving you comfort and joy. Uh-huh. Comfort and joy. <laughs> Isn't that awful? Mm-hmm. Heaven help us. I, 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 my thoughts when I heard that at that time was, Stan Freeberg, we need you now to update Green Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. I mean, uh, <coughs> you know. Uh, by the way, the singing dogs—I forgot what number they were on the chart. Woof, woof, woof. Yeah. Yeah. We're on the chart. Yeah, it made the list. 150.
0: <laughs> My Kate. People go out to lunch at Christmas time, and when they come back, they say, Look what I found in the dollar store.
3: They found a copy of that record? I don't know. Oh.
0: Oh, I mean, it seems like that everything on the chart has come from the dollar
3: store. (laughs) Well, you know, White Christmas was up there. Let's see, Rudolph was up there. Uh... That's a $2 store. Yeah. Well, what about Patricia's
2: favorite, Silver Bells, was that in the top five? It was five? in there.
3: Yeah. And he played the the Bing Carol Richards version was the most popular. Uh-huh. I forgot what number. I, maybe I can get the list from Neil and send that to you. As
0: long as Silver Bells was on it, I'm happy.
3: Yeah, it made the list. And so did, um, uh, let's see, what were some of the other ones that made it? Uh, we, I told I called Neil today and I told him I don't know which version of Jingle Bells was stranger, the singing dogs version or the version Barbara Streisand did in 1966. I don't remember that one. Jingle 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 jingle. Be- She's kind of a real.
2: Oh yeah yeah, oh. I've heard it. I yeah, hate jazz version. Jazz oh. then she takes certain notes and just let it
3: hang together.
0: Oh that's the kind of stuff I was talking about.
3: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's awful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's uh, yeah, grandma made the list. It, it didn't make the top ten or the top twenty or anything. It was in the I think the fifties or sixties or something like that. Grandma made
2: the list. That's I any I went to a uh, Chuck Seas uh Swing year show and I'd forgotten until I heard uh, how good Mihail Jackson was. Oh yeah. Mhm. You know he was playing some of her stuff.
3: Well, I thought Nat King Cole did a very good version of Oh Holy Night. Yeah. Uh, so did. Uh, oh, he. Play, oh, one thing he did play today. He played Bing's 1935 version of Silent Night. There's
2: even he even some going back to 20 in, to 28 with Bing.
3: Right, but it, it amazed me just how young Bing sounded in 30. I
2: know. If you listen to early Bing Crosby, when he was Paul White, he's practically a tenor. Yeah. And it drops, the voice go, drops, drop, drops, drops. Um. Oh, just in case anybody's not seen the news, uh, Another James is in really bad condition. Yeah. Um, she's on a ventilator, and her husband and her son are suing over the estate.
3: Oh, Edda James, right?
2: Yeah, because both are claiming that uh, they have authority to, you know, take care of the medical bills. Oh, boy. So...
3: a talented lady, it's a yeah. shame. Yeah. shame all that has
2: yeah. to happen. It is sad. If
3: they have
0: authority over the medical bills, they've got authority over the checkbook.
2: Right, and both of them are, wow. fought, both of them are fighting over that.
3: Oh, oh, boy.
0: Oh, gosh, that really is...
3: Yeah. You know, the one that, uh, I, I think the, uh, I'm thinking of the, uh, the worst, I'm thinking the worst, the worst Christmas, uh, so, you know, I will admit, when I first heard Grandma, I kind of laughed the first time I heard it. Maybe the You thing-
2: know what? We had to blame San Francisco for the song. I know. I know. Can you imagine that it was San Francisco that introduced it to America?
3: <laughs> yeah, remember Emma patsy they were guests i guess they entered on gene nelson's local program in san francisco
2: yeah patricia was reading to me <laughs> uh, uh,
3: there really hasn't been any new christmas songs in the last few years have there really that i can think of um...
0: oh i don't recall
3: in the last 10 years or so or last That's... 20 years I, I can't th- think of any really new ones that took the country by storm. Uh,
0: I've been into the traditional Christmas music station, so if there was something floating around there taking Grandma out on a date, I don't know about it.
2: <laughs> I think if there is, it seems like there's some versions of some movie, movie songs that seem to be uh, um, introduced, but I couldn't tell you the title. It sounds like movie soundtrack of a certain Christmas song that they're playing on the... Christmas
3: stations. Uh, I, Yogi made the list. Yogi Orgeson, of course.
2: You well, know? that's what uh, I would tell. We, I was we asking about that song, and we, and then Kurt figured it out. There was Yogi.
3: Yeah, uh, I guess go nuts at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, that was Yogi Orgeson.
2: Patricia found that one. Um, let's
3: see, who else made the list? What? Did,
2: what year did that come out?
3: Well, I've heard, I think 49 or 50. Maybe th- I've heard 51 too. I forgot what he said this morning. Uh, okay but it was, you know, it was about 49 or 50. Of course, 48 was Two Front Teeth. Yep. 47 was Here Comes Santa Claus. Yep. There was usually something every year for a number of years. Uh, 58 was really a good year for Christmas songs. You had the Chipmunk song. (laughs) You had the Little Drummer Boy. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You had, uh, uh, let's see, Green Christmas. Right. Um, there may have been one other one in 58. Uh, what else you had. Well, 57. Of course, you had Jingle Bell Rock. Yeah. You had Blue, Elvis's Blue. Oh, he played Ernest Tubb's version of Blue Christmas this morning. I did not know. You know, when I think of Blue Christmas, I think of Elvis. Right. But Ernest Tubb had a version in
0: 1949. Hmm. Rocking around the Christmas tree, the chipmunks, and Blue Christmas by Elvis. Is not a good year, Jim.
3: Yeah. Well,
0: that was 57. Uh, well, was, but, you know, I mean, you talk about the chipmunks being in a good year. We need to talk. You and I need to have a conversation.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. well, I meant it was a year for a lot of Christmas songs being in. I mean, I don't know if good year maybe is what I meant to say. Okay. A year where a lot of Christmas songs made the lit, made the charts. I,
0: I knew what you were talking about. It's- so what is your
2: favorite Christmas song, Jim?
3: Well, let's see. Say, say, well, I'll divide it between sacred and popular, I guess. Right. Sacred, probably Old Holy Night, Nat King Cole's version. Uh-huh. Uh, secular, let me think. I, I kind of like that one that you, that you had the caller identify, that Kitty record I liked. The March of the Christmas Toys. Oh. Did you like that one, Patricia, when Walden played it? Oh, sure. That's- Jose Ferrer.
0: That's a great
3: song. Yeah. <laughs> I liked Home for the Holidays by Perry Como. Uh-huh. Uh, I liked, uh, let's see, the one that Brooke Benton did in 59. Oh. It's, yeah, it's Christmas Time Again, I think Christmas it's time something again. like that. Yeah. Again, yeah. That's a nice song. Uh, I li- I, for Novelty, I liked the 1962 record Santa Claus is Watching You by Ray Stevens. That was kind of cute. Mm-hmm. The Marvelous Toy by the Chad Mitchell trio. Was nice in '63. I did not know that Do You Hear What I Hear is a relatively new song. Harry Simeon first introduced it in '62, and Bing had the hit of it in '63.
2: It's a great song.
3: Yeah. That's relatively, I mean, I thought it was much older than that.
2: Mm-hmm. It has that feel bad, doesn't it?
3: Yeah. You know, one version I liked, maybe you've played it, I know Bob and Barbara played it. William Conrad sang it once.
2: You're kidding. On a on a. Uh, yeah, it's an Air Force
3: radio show. On an Air Force show. radio show with the Air Force singing sergeants or whatever at the I end. Did not William Conrad sang. Do yeah. you hear what I hear?
0: I did not know that man could sing.
3: What? It was nice. I have to tell you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How oh, about that.
3: Um, uh, see, I know. I always thought Ray Conniff's Christmas albums were very good. Yeah. Uh, he did the best version of the Carol of the Bells, I thought. Ray Conniff. Mm-hmm. And of course he did good versions of, uh, Here Comes Santa Claus. And Mitch Miller's Christmas album was very good, as I recall.
2: You know, uh, it's really the last big Christmas album that have hit. It was the Mannheimer steamroller.
3: Oh yeah, the instrumental. Mannheim steamroller, yeah. It, would that way. be the
2: last big one?
3: hundred, that was a hundred, hundred fifty on his list was their version of Deck the Halls.
0: What about the Trans-Siberian Orchestra?
3: It was in there someplace. I know, I know Amy, uh, Amy Grant was in there someplace. Uh-huh.
2: Uh Did he play anything from, uh, the Three Tenors or anything like that?
3: You know, I don't remember. I didn't get to hear at all. Okay. I can get the list from Neil, maybe, and send it to you. Yeah. You might enjoy, uh, and this was based on various things, such as airplay, sales, single sales, uh, you know, that's, some songs were released every year at Christmas time for several years, mm-hmm. you know, it was re-released, like, Jingle Bell Rock was released a number of times by Bobby I Helms. I
2: I remember years ago, um, guess how many versions of, uh, guess how many different artists have recorded White Christmas? And this is an old number, it must be over 20 years old.
3: Yeah, well, there were a lot of versions. Yeah, can a guess? Would you say 33?
2: What do you think, Patricia? How many different artists recorded White right Christmas?
0: Um, uh, when, if we also include the artists who weren't artists. Yes. I would say 120.
2: Both, go up.
0: For both of us? How
3: yeah. many?
2: Four hundred eighty. 80? Over 400. Really? Yeah.
3: Mm. Um, and that includes instrumentals and vocals? I guess so. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Percy Faith had a good Christmas album.
2: I, I, I he, de- he definitely had that classical style.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I was, I definitely was thinking about ordering something like that for, mom Christmas, but I didn't, but I didn't see the Christmas music from Percy Faith.
0: Oh, he had a good album. He must have had more than one. But I've got an old CD of Percy Faith doing Christmas, and
3: it's great. Yeah. His Joy to the World made the list as a single. I forgot what number it was, mm-hmm. but it made his list, uh, the, his version of Joy to the World.
2: Also, you know, if you think about it, I think I think Nelson Riddle had some great instrumental holiday music, too.
3: Yes, he did, and what one, one I really liked of his was the one that Frank did, Mistletoe and Holly uh uh-huh. Wasn't that a great arrangement?
2: Yeah. yeah. I was hearing that this morning.
3: Yeah. Uh, I like Frank's, uh, <clears throat> Frank's, Frank's Jingle Bells he did, too, with the chorus. I love those G-I-N-G-E-L bells.
2: Yeah. I think Frank also, with the second one, they had a second gold record on, White Christmas.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he had quite a few there. Uh, he had some good Christmas records. He did a very nice version of I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Sinatra did, and so uh, there were some. uh, How about you, Patricia? Favorite sacred, sacred, favorite popular.
0: Favorite popular, Silver Bells. Right. Without question. And on the sacred side, hmm, there are so many. Right. Hmm.
3: I will think of one. Okay. How about you, Walter?
2: Oh, holy night, hands I- down for me. And I, I'm, right now I'm a white Christmas guy. I uh, mean, it's very, um, uh, you know me, I'm a very sentimental person. I hear Crosby sing with...